0: This boy and girl are going to be well-equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Drum roll without the drums, with the buzz, This is Daniel Eisenman from the Breaking Normal Podcast. Welcome to episode number 28 with my friend Darren Oleen. This is a kind of marks the transition of seasons. This is one of the last episodes I filmed on my road trip um, in Malibu, and man, what a surprise. He actually had a bag of his uh, recent invention on his counter called Baruka's Nuts, and I got to share some with him during the recording. And They are so good that I decided to partner with him in getting them to more people. Basically, if you go to, to the website, Bruca's Nuts, um, and go to my website, go to breakingnormal.com, the po- podcast section, and it'll take you directly to it. You should see a banner at the top that explains how you can get 15% off your first order. And... Instead of me going nuts about these nuts right now in the intro, why don't you dive in and check them out for yourself. And Darren has some amazing stories, whether it's traveling around the world and creating local economies for tribes, foraging wild foods, or his house burning down in Malibu, or him founding Shakeology, and really just being a grounded, I'd say, divine masculine man that's uh, living on purpose with a huge passion uh, for making things better for everyone. So Thank you, Darren. And we are about a week away from our next tr- round of leadership training for tribe design facilitator training. That's a month before our, the next event in Austin, Texas, March 22nd. So definitely, since we're right around the corner of those, hit us up because the time is now, which is forever. But the time is always now to take massive action on what our heart wants. And if your heart wants this, please make it a practice to start following that right now. And finally, before we start the episode, today may be the final day of the launch window for Apple slash iTunes. So if you have not left a rating, review, and subscription, please go ahead and do that right now. Um, we might be one away from getting bumped up to the new and noteworthy, and that would be a big deal for me. Um, I'm so it's such a gift to give these podcasts, and it's such a gift to uh, – that was funny, podcasts, Uh to receive y'all's reviews and receive your affirmations and hear about all the people that are upgrading their lives by tuning in because it's definitely an upgrade for me to do these interviews. All right, thank you all. Keep breaking normal. Here's Darren Rasta. All right. Aloha, y'all. I am here in Malibu, California with uh, my friend Darren Oline. I uh, think of you, when I describe you, it's um, the Indiana Jones of superfoods. I'm not sure if that was a phrase that's been thrown around by others. I think of you as the founder of Shakeology um, which is from my, from my understanding, I'm, I'm curious, I want to learn a bit more like how that fits into the bigger picture of the beach body and P90X mm-hmm. and that connection. I'm curious, I've been curious about that, but we've never really dove into that because we've been, the few times we've hung out, we, we've been diving literally into waters.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, Absolutely.
1: the most recent one was actually right in the waters that we're looking at right here. And, uh, I guess near point doom, California. Yeah. And it is spectacularly beautiful. I've never seen Catalina Island so clearly before. Yeah,
0: it looks like it's right here. <laughs> sure. It's on top of us almost.
1: Has anyone ever paddled? Do people paddle to Catalina? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Laird has. Okay. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, so Laird, that's how we met. We first met doing an interview with... Our intention was to go do an interview with Laird uh, as the Rob Ross. Mm-hmm. And you took us through this kind of controlled chaos... <laughs> torturous fun water exercise underwater above water yep and, uh, and then most recently we hung out at the Xpt life experience yep and that seemed like we were kind of getting the testing of it as a Rob was, and then I got to experience it as an attendee um, I got uh, it, it was amazing it was like a really refined efficient practice are you still doing the Xpt yeah
0: well you know I'm one of the, as they say one of the ogs of it uh so we've been doing that for over a decade. And so then it just became clear I think to Laird and Gabby that this is a number one, a community that they have been kind of propagating naturally through the the community of all of us kinda of coming together, discovering really this new world of being underwater and being and training within the stressors of being underwater really coming from that Polynesian carrying you know breath holding carrying stones underwater but we kind of as you uh, got uh, exposed to uh, we've developed several of the movements and, and so Laird and Gabby obviously and Laird being the waterman and the true Aquaman that he is um, just is a true innovator in all of that stuff so they they formalized it in an xpt um extreme performance training um and and then was able to share it beyond our little pod of of people which is really a beautiful thing because it is a is such a different type of experience and being able to do that underwater and um with the breath is a, is a special it's it's intense but it's a different type of intensity there's a there's a inner calm that you have to keep within doing complicated and complex moves so it's uh so yeah i'm i mean i'm naturally involved in the sense that i continue to do it on a day-to-day basis so that's oh, yeah. I'm,
1: I, like, I really have respect, and, and it's very much inspiring to me that what you described is the pod of people. <laughs> I like <laughs> that you use the word pod because y'all are especially layered. When I, I remember that event. I was actually thinking he may be like a dolphin in this esoteric way. I was starting to get tripped out a little bit. <laughs> so, But this pod of people that you train with, and it seems like y'all have made a lifestyle out of it. Like, this is the home base yeah. for this pod of people, and y'all play hard together. Yeah, and man, out of all the places I've been and uh, and cultures I've experienced, this is definitely like a superhero training grounds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's pretty obvious that you've been, that's been a major part of your life. How long have you been doing this out here in Malibu with this group of people? They're just holding each other accountable to test the limits.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely been we lost track a little <laughs> bit, but it's been over ten years. Okay, um, and then I think the it's about probably twelve ish, and then ten years of it was the kind of the maturation of the experimental pool training um but you know the biggest thing is as as i I think as we find and as we grow and as we become more wise we, we realize how important connection and community is and really underneath all of the crazy training that just is a kind of a muse for bonding um and and we all love each other. Like we all are connected. We know it's not like we're just showing up and working out. We, we care about what each other is doing in the, in their lives. And, and so we support each other in that way. And we get together, um, outside of that too. And that's a beautiful thing because at the end of the day, when life inevitably throws us some stuff, uh, that's challenging, uh, I seem to always come back to that connection, that love, that real, those real moments, uh, that matter more than anything. So, and I just happen to love moving my body and going a little crazy. And it's fun to find a tribe that, that likes to do that too, with a little complaining. <laughs> Yeah, I love
1: the word of the word tribe, especially considering our company, International Tribe Design, and it is very much, there is like that underlying ethos of both experiences, because I think it was Jen who invited me out as yeah. like an influencer and to experience it and to share with people about it, I'm so happy I said yes to that, and I would love y'all, any of y'all want to ever come out to a tribe design and experience our version of that? there we yeah we might we don't do as many uh, dolphin tricks but there is that is the what people are there for yeah. is to feel that connection that i think everyone that's like what seems to be most important to most amount of people at their core
0: right well and and also i've seen what you guys are doing and and you can see in the in the faces and the light in people's eyes that it's probably the nutrient in our life that we're deprived the most right that that willingness to be radically honest to be open to be vulnerable and to have a place where that's actually safe when we've kind of run around with this idea that it's not safe to be vulnerable and and to kind of procure that in a way and cultivate that is just a a phenomenal thing that you know, you always go, it's funny because as we're talking about that, I'm thinking of certain things that they're now finding in research and, and the, everything from microbiome to longevity research, it all comes down. I mean, long, some of the longest standing longevity research of 70 plus years by Stanford and by the work by Dr. Vivalta Longo, it, it, the, the strength of community that it plays on longevity seems to be the element that is the strongest of all of them whereas we want to reduce it down to diet and sleep and all of that stuff where all of those are extremely important but that community aspect of it is seems to be showing up now scientifically to support that which is on a biological, chemical, spiritual level, and then you you are doing things, and like what we're finding in our little pods is that there's just this thing that feels really good being around other people that are willing to be and show up authentically. and it's it's a I will jump at that almost at any opportunity, because there's so much of it that's not that way. In life, in, in a meeting, in a business thing, it's it's trying to procure that seems to be um, necessary and needed, but yet people are afraid to sometimes open up.
1: And that's that's where I think like that a fear can be a go signal. Like if that's something that someone's listening and that does scare you, I would encourage you to going on that and experience to find out that fear might just be really uh, a mask for what's actually excitement. <laughs> 100%. And I, I like the safe place to not play it safe. I do believe we that's a big part of what we're doing and I love as well how y'all are, when I think about the water especially being um, someone that wants to keep getting better in the water, that y'all really that that the pull set up with the weights and the flips and the breath holds and I'm imagining it specifically came from y'all training for big wave surfing
0: well that was the impetus of of obviously Laird spending a lot of time in the water and then you know now a decade of me playing in the water you realize how applicable it is in the sense that every time I'm thrown or in or held down I might immediately go to the training of relaxing and realizing I actually have infinite infinitely more space to be able to allow the wave to throw me around and to re- relax and know that I have time, and 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 within that kind of the DNA, kind of realizing that you realize that oh wow, this is this is something that you can have fun doing, but kind of epidemiologically now that's tra- changed the set point of a stress response permanently in my life. So realizing that breath is intimate in how we respond to life and the symbol of being thrown down and held down in the water is just like, oh, if something's stressing me out, if I calm down, I have more space. And if I have more space, I have more consciousness. And if I have more consciousness, I have more choice. And so that's a very interesting thing to that we've discovered and that's very much moves into breath stuff and even from Wim and and patrick McEwen and the nose breathing stuff and everything involved in the ancients around breath that seems to be intimately involved in all of it too so um it's funny how a bunch of extreme sport people loving the physical hitting we came back to the same conclusions that science is telling us that the ancients are telling us and how important breath is it's funny it all all roads lead to kind of the same things um it's a it's a fun journey
1: yeah, I I can resonate with this metaphor of the waves and the hold downs and the wipeouts and the getting back up and the staying calm during the chaos. So I bet everyone can, especially anyone that's surfed, but that's a metaphor for life, I'd say. And um it is there's also the funniness of the breath. I, that's how I breaking normal for me is that it's like recognizing the pink elephant in the room of our culture and in our, in yeah. our consciousness. And it it would be there. There does seem to be this like cosmic paradox sometimes at play. Whereas like, can you imagine that if the most important thing we could do is like the one that's most in front of our face, like the remote control of our brain, the thing that we get to choose to do, we can either choose to do it or unconsciously do it every right. second of the day. Right. Right. That would make sense. Funny yeah. enough, it would be like, oh, you got us. Totally. <laughs> God, got got and yeah. I'm happy I got God because now I can start breathing on purpose again. Totally. Yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. And then on that metaphor here in Malibu, especially a lot of people know, I'm not exactly sure of the timeline, but when the fires, the most recent fires blazed through here.
0: November 9th, November 2018.
1: 9th. And you remember very much so because uh, I actually got to visit the property that you had obtained and it was your place and you were building it up when, like, a, before that, maybe yeah. a few months before that. I think we were on our road trip up. Yeah. And now I guess it's just ash? Is that what happened?
0: Yeah. So I was in South America uh, filming a, <clears throat> a TV show on plant medicines and stuff. And <clears throat> I knew the fire had started. Um, but I was off in a boat in the jungle with no reception. So I was just visualizing I'm good. It's it's going to be fine. The house has been there for 80 years. What are the chances it would go now? Um, so uh, when I got back and I got reception, I had 150 messages. Uh, a slurry of them were from people close by and from neighbors. And I got a picture of my house uh, being completely wiped out and everything I owned, um, except what I had on my back in the suitcases with me. Um, so that was, that was something that you cannot prepare for. Um, uh, level of intensity that I definitely probably the, the, you know, ahead, just ahead of that was the loss, you know, my father passing away, but the intensity of like, this stripping away of I have this beautiful house. I'm on this incredible land. I'm really connected to it. And then boom, uh, all possessions gone. Not one thing was taken from the house before the fire. So that, that was an intense 24 hours and just sitting with all of that. And, um, I ended up, uh, grieving in Peru mostly, Uh, and then was able to jump on the plane and come home after the filming. And then, uh, and then as soon as the canyons kind of opened up again, I was able to finally drive up there. And I guess part of the grief, um, similar to maybe observing someone who's passed away, knowing that they're, they're gone and seeing that they're gone. There's something that there's there's a finality to that. So going back to my property and seeing literally I was in the back of my mind going there has to be something come on there's I mean, okay, it got the house, maybe my my barn and my motorcycles and my maybe this gazebo, maybe this trailer, maybe this uh, you know something and nothing like it was all wiped out at an intensity that melted things that shouldn't have melted. Like, it was just like, oh, there was no way (laughs) this was going to, there was nothing that was going to survive this. Um, So, you know, that, that grief I sat with and allowed and, um, and the crazy thing is, and it's, it was kind of secretively what was happening outside of the grief was there was a lot of things I'd want to do on the property from permaculture to sustainable uh, houses because I'm connected to a lot of uh, green tech and green tech inventors. And so what was happening through the grief, through the emotion, was there was this glimmer of excitement that was so confusing. I didn't want to tell anybody because it's so intense. It's wild and you'd appreciate this because... People want you to suffer. It's almost like the culture of like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for your loss. There's nothing people can say. And I have appreciation for that. They really don't know what to say. If there's anything I can do to help. You know, going back to the little thing, the community that reached out to me was so beautiful and and stunning in terms of how many people reached out. The, where we're sitting right now was the gift of a friend of mine to sit on the water and to have a place to come to and to rehab myself. So the community, I came away with blaringly obvious the love I have in my life and was to tears on that alone. Um, and, and it is also weird to say, I've already settled, I just settled on the insurance. So this is now safe to say, I wouldn't... <laughs> I would burn my house down again to receive the amount of gift internally and from people to have that experience again. Because that event was so gnarly, but what I didn't expect was the amount of connection, conviction, passion, and also movement towards solutions based on what happened here in California. I was excited. I was excited to build something truly sustainable to be potentially an example to the world, um, to utilize resources and technology and, and food and water and power systems. I got excited, man. I was super. And I, and I am right now, even though I have no home, I just ordered a yurt. So I'm going to erect a yurt so I can live back on the property Uh, in a circular, beautiful home um, until the house is, you know, restored and rebuilt. Um, So there's all these little phases. It's infinitely almost overwhelming in terms of all of the muggle things you have to do, uh, the paperwork, the insurance, (laughs) all of this stuff. Um, But, there is, I believe this at my core, everything that happens to us 100% of the time is an opportunity. Um, it's just whether we want to acknowledge it, turn to it, receive it or not. And uh, for me, uh, it turned into and it's turning into a hell of an opportunity. Now, listen, two days ago, I was full of mud clearing a mudslide my, my my property is different like there it's a pain in the ass it's destroying the road it's it's wrecked a lot of things that the insurance company is not paying for. it's not like you know when i say this it's not like it's all roses and butterflies like you still have a lot of things to 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 take on but my eye now i would probably say this eye is tuned to a possibility and can see the opportunity and that's what I keep focusing on even though I'm still without a house I still don't have many possessions uh, I know where I'm going more powerfully than ever hands down wow
1: thank you for sharing this this is a uh, an inspirational perspective that I imagine so many people can uh, benefit from considering for themselves and it reminds me. I'm not sure if you've read the book. Tri- we were talking about the word "tribe." I think the title is literally "tribe" from Sebastian Younger, maybe. And it's he talks Uh-oh. about this phenomenon that happens to cultures after, like, a tragedy. After, mm-hmm. say, for instance, nine eleven. What the their the morale of the city? What I remember from the book was like sh- shockingly high. Like people might be shocked to find out actually what good times that were for the people in a way because. Yeah. They were reminded of something that was probably the elephant in the room, like they didn't want to connect and support each other. Right. And during that time, I think they really dug deep. And it sounds like that's the you're, way you're digging deep into your inner resources to remind yourself that you have that choice right now. And and where and you're excited? Do you want to share where this vision is taking you, or what is what feels aligned for us to know about? Because I want to know where are you going with this newfound clarity?
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's it's funny because it's just it's everything that I'm involved in, uh, and some of which I can talk about. Some of my, I, you know, I have a TV show that I can't really give a lot of details, but I finished that and will be airing on a a, a great network. Um, and is connected to everything I love, Pat, uh, people, health, uh, sustainability, uh, things that work, things that don't work from an inner to outer perspective. Um, and from the housing point of view, I, I've been connected to people doing incredible things. We're talking clean energy. We're talking um systems that don't require outside energy completely without way beyond solar panels using also building materials that are recyclable and geopolymers and 4000 degree fire retardancies and safe and clean and no emittance of chemicals or emf frequencies uh and then of course permaculture ways to sh- to to plant and and grow food close to you and near you all of these things um these types of layers um are going to be put into a modern day beautiful artistic flowing with the earth home and that i'm going to start filming the entire process where i've already started uh, of doing that to show that and there's several layers to that there's a yurt there's a a smaller guest house that can be deployed throughout the world um in any place with what what they exist already have existingly um all the way up to a beautiful structure that that is not emitting toxins in, in into us um and and this is kind of the the fatal conveniences that we have in life sometimes is that we have electronics that are not biologically uh, harmonious we have emfs we have chemicals and water and and fire retardancies in our uh you know sofas and you know and things like that so i'm i'm really going to start digging into and revealing solutions not sitting in the 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 problem because that doesn't do anyone any good um n- nor is it the energy that i want to live in like Okay, well let's be aware. Let's not, you know, make people wrong for the problems or our society or anything else, but let's just let's be aware of what's happening and then let's actually change it. And if people know there's other solutions that are actually healthier and will make them more happy and and empower them more in their own life, in their own family, in their own home, that's the kind of work that I'm pushing towards and moving in so that so now this home system will be supported by uh, creating opportunity for people to see things a little differently in how they're living
1: wow and uh on that note like you have a history of creating structures that work and that's where i would love to circle back to the shakeology thing um how what happened there and you're the founder of that company or i would like to know just like the brief synopsis just maybe so other people are curious as well because yeah I'm not sure how much of your focus is currently on that but I'm excited for these new projects cuz it right. seems like what you do works.
0: Right. Well, thank you. Uh yeah, so in 2006 I was independently independently contacted by Beachbody. So, an independent contractor, hey, can you create this formula for us? And of course, I was already doing it. Um so I was finding cool and new and exotic and working with indigenous people. And I had started traveling around the world and realizing it. And, and really, without to make that a very long story, why I did that and why people came up with phrases like the Indiana Jones or whatever and superfoods and all that. Well, I, I I was doing that because that's in my DNA. Like, I'm from middle America. I'm from Minnesota. I, my father was an agricultural professor at the University of Minnesota. My, my extended family are farmers and ranchers and, and cowboys. Like, so for me, when I was coming out of college, I was infinitely curious of medicinal plants, fruits and nuts and and the the underutilization of some of the powerful foods. So for me when I started looking and researching I was like, well, I have to really know what's going on. I got to meet the farmer. So that's what got me running out. So long story short, I was doing that and Beachbody had this idea of making a shake. And I said, well, I can make a shake. Like we we, we there's many things I have exposure to that we can Make a superfood super ass shake. Uh, so, so they hired me to do that alongside Isabel Diekler, the the other great another great formulator at Beachbody, with uh, who is now the wife of Carl, the owner of Beachbody. So, so I that I completed that in 2008. It launched. Um, and some reports say it was the most successful and is the most successful shake in the US. Um so um so now I still you know consult and make sure that ethically and morally that that we're using this what we're supposed to use that cuz we have an incredible quality control team that's followed basically followed me around to certain things and then and then was able to uh, create a substantial quality assurance program to make sure that what's in that bag is in that bag and tested way beyond what the standards are um, so i'm super proud of them for doing that and because i we we told them straight away if it's not a high level then i don't want to do it so um so yeah so it's not mine but i birthed it and formulated and so now I still, I'm still endorse it and still, you know, just, I just drank it. Um, so yeah, it's a great, it's a great superfood mix with uh, high quality standards that I'm super proud of. And, and so, uh, formulate a few other things for them, but now I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of this other stuff. I, you know, I found, I founded Barucas, I found that new nut out of the Savannah of Brazil. Um,
1: so this is uh, what's this? Is this your company then? This yeah. Is, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Oh yep. yeah, there it is, Darren. All right, founder. Yeah, it's funny. On the the one of the girls that recently started working with us, uh, she went through our tribe design facilitator training program, and she's she's been doing. Uh, I guess Shakeology is distributed through some. I'm through not, Beachbody. Through yeah. Beachbody. So she's been doing that, and that's she's uh, been doing very well for herself yeah. over for years. Oh yeah. So. Shout out to Lauren and Darren. I, I think she was super excited that we were meeting up. She's like, oh, my goodness, my worlds are colliding.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, Yeah, she's, man. It seems like that's so cool that here you are behind something that's adding value to people's lives in the form of nutrition.
0: Yep. But also,
1: however, the partnership with the Beach Body, they're also making a lifestyle that's lucrative for themselves. That's so cool. Big time. Infinity, right there. Yep. So what am I holding in this bag here? These discover a super nut. Yeah.
0: yeah, so um, got in touch with that nut from a Brazilian, um, did some research. Um, it quickly came back as nutritionally superior than any nut we've, we've ever seen. Um, and uh, and then when they sent me samples, I tasted it, which you'll find out in a second. I was like, holy cow, That that's... That amazing little nut is so tasty. How can it be that tasty and that nutrient-dense? For sure. I'm not going to say no.
1: Before I start crunching them on myself, they're very unique looking. I mean, they have a cool little outer casing that's not completely removed, which I like. Is there a reason? What's the story with this? Tell me more about this super nut. (laughs) So
0: this this super nut comes from the barruzeta tree. A very, very revered special tree in the Saharu of Brazil, the Saharu of Brazil or the savannah of Brazil is yeah. south of the Amazon, ranging from Paraguay, mostly Brazil and into Bolivia. and
1: yeah, I mean this is definitely an experience like i'm I'm amazed <laughs> i this is nuts I have not been more available for more people yet exactly, <laughs>
0: well, we're just getting going um. As people are hearing me crunch, you definitely will want to consume these. I'm not. I'm not going to eat in front of people right now. Um, God, those are good. I've been consuming these for three years, and and they are. I'm as ridiculously attracted to them as I ever have been on um, that
1: note of 3 years in consumption are, you, are you, you're on a vegan diet is that true yeah. have you you've been on a vegan diet for a while is that correct yeah
0: over 10 years
1: okay i see that's i i enjoy how much of a surprise that is for me cuz yeah. i've i've probably seen memes on the internet like you know you know how you know someone's a vegan cuz they'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> and right. uh, like long story short there's different right. iterations of that right and that doesn't seem to be like the forefront of what you're promoting necessarily right. at least i don't see that right and it's like oh wow that you seem to be one of the more vital versions of someone that's as a vegan that i've seen
0: <laughs> yeah well i mean I, I i mean i'm finding the most nutrient dense foods in the world so you know i'm like uh thank god and you know it's true listen i think that um i don't want to take the responsibility of someone else's diet right uh someone asked me point blank, yeah, I eat plants. That's what I eat. And it works for me. Um there's a lot of modern day things and I'm not gonna get into it, but there's a lot of modern day yeah, that, you know, fish and exposed to all kinds of things. Modern day agriculture is ninety nine percent of it, ninety nine point nine percent of it is uh infiltrated with glyphosate, which is destroying our microbiome many other things there's a lot of different things so for me I just never wanted to skimp on this fuel this food that our bodies require and so I started out of an experiment of just eliminating meat fish dairy and eggs and then obviously you know I work out hard so I wanted and so 10 plus years ago I just said let's see let's see what this is like and and morally and ethically yeah I'm not a I'm not a fan of killing anything. So, um, it just like, wow, I feel freaking great. So guess what? Every day I feel freaking great. I just keep doing what I doing. So, um, so yeah, that, that, that is, is what I do. And, and so, yeah, I've been blessed with Beachbody has been an amazing company, um, and allowed me to continue to pursue and, go out in my passion and my passion with the baruchas was one of those things that came down to like holy cow no one knows of this thing and there's reasons why that that is there's an infrastructure issue it's a wild collected 100% wild food and there's very few foods on a massive scale on a bigger scale that are wild And this is a very, very special plant uh, that nitrogen fixes. Like it pulls nitrogen out of the air. It supports other flora and fauna to be richer. Um, So very important to the biome. And the biome, the Sahadu, is being destroyed faster than any landmass in the world. It's being wiped out. So, they don't see the value in the rich diversity of this biome. So, they they strip it and cattle graze it and raise uh, soy and GMO corn and all this other crazy stuff. So, for us, we said, listen, this little sucker has got more nutrient density than any nut. And we've tested it all ourselves Uh Three times more fiber, um, infinitely more antioxidants, um, uh, requires no external water, which if you compare it to almonds, that almonds are just stealing tons of water. Uh, Not really stealing, but they're using a lot of water. Um, And... And then the micronutrients that are there. So, so on one level, like if I can, one of my missions is to get nutrient-dense food to people so their bodies can thrive. So, so you don't have this chemistry set that you're pulling around, trying to have feel better when you can't really live your life if in the highest way possible if your not body's not thriving. So, for me to be able to deliver something that tastes amazing, that is really good for people. And that is absolutely, our goal is to plant 20 million of these special trees. So for every five bags that are sold, we plant a tree. So I think we planted um, in the process of 10 to 20,000 trees from the last year that we've been doing business. Um, and give those saplings back to the indigenous people so that they grow them. So then that, that will be a value back. Because what we tell the ones that we work with, the tens of thousands of indigenous people that we have to work with fairly. is we said, you go out and gather as much because it falls to the ground. They pick it up. They bring it back. It's got a fruit layer on the outside. It's got a hard shell. You have to crack it open to get one nut. They gather that for us, um, and we tell them we will. Everything you gather, we will pay you this fair wage that we all confirm they want. Uh, and we will ga- We will pay you for the next twenty years. So it creates security, it creates safety, and we follow through with what we said. And we show up, and we show up, and we show up. And this is what we're going to do. And we're also going to support your land back. We're going to support you having and seeing and perceiving the value that is already there in nature instead of selling. Sometimes these people have they have issues, so they have to sell their land to this unsustainable um, agriculture that's going on around them. So we're extremely proud of this transparent, fairly traded um environmentally proactive, nutritionally superior, beautifully tasting nut. I mean, w- when I've found things around the world, um it's very rare that it checks all of these boxes. And as a food, um it's really fun to be in that food space and to be able to deliver this incredible story within every crunch uh that this brucas has, but Anyway, I, you know, I don't mean to sound like an infomercial. It's just the truth. And, <laughs> wow, I love the passion. And yeah. it's, I
1: love the the brand. Is there any other products out right now? Or is this it? This is That's good, the brand. I That's, love the simplicity. Yeah. The, the, the nut is simple looking. I don't know. I can show a little shot here on the. There it is. Yeah. It's beautiful. A little sexy, sexy nut. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very clear. Like, this seems like really good. Conscious business here.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. We'll, hey, listen, we'll give your your little listeners a promo code and stuff too, and give it to you and and people and, buy them online then as
1: well. Yeah. You can just go to Barucas. Yeah. That's cool. And what does baruca mean? Is that just, is what's the history of that word?
0: Well, Baru bur, nut is the common na- name.
1: Okay. The Baru nut's the common name of the
0: nut. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, uh, uh, and then we decided to because in the country very even Brazilians know of the Bruna, unless they live in in the sahadu um and the quality control um that it was a little sketchy to say the least um and and also it was never really becoming a business because of the the landmass size because of the infrastructure um, so a lot of these guys who really were passionate about this in country were shutting their doors. So we came in, we, uh, acquired through partnerships, through the indigenous people, uh, through passion. We acquired some of these, uh, uh, situations and, um, manufacturing facilities and we resurrected this thing again. And so, so now we're, you know, we're, we're cruising, uh, and we're super proud of that. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun thing and it has its challenges without a doubt, but we have an incredible team. Our team is, uh, Rodrigo, Justin, Seth. We, we just have, and then Sargum and Brazil and Miguel and Brazil and a whole team of people working towards the, the, the betterment of this thing, and if it wasn't something that we cared about in terms of the environment, the people, the superior quality. So that that being said, Baruchus was really the symbol for the, the quality standards that we have set to make sure that it's safe for everyone, to make sure that the quality was there, and to make sure that people were getting Paid, paid on time and paid fairly. So we decided to make that stamp as Baruchas to to know that people by people buying Baruchas they know that that's in place.
1: Wow, this is I'm really fascinated by it because I I love like when I think about businesses that I would. Like, I could, I love that business. Like, if I would be proud if I started that business. This seems to be one of them, so I'm very intrigued by it. And it says it's a product of Brazil and Bolivia. Is there? Uh, yeah. Is this forest like between the two of them? Yeah. Or?
0: So, so the so the sahara basically stretches a little in Paraguay, uh, mostly in Brazil and into Bolivia. So we've had to um, spend a lot of time in Bolivia. And and listen, that you know, this is what I I love doing is you have to learn culture. You have to learn what these people uh, do, how they do it, uh, what they care about, how they're willing to work, what's fair for them, what, uh, and, you know, some of the things that have gone wrong so that we don't do the same things. And, you know, this bag represents hundreds of meetings from chiefs to uh indigenous elders to village leaders to communities to cooperatives like that doesn't happen it won't happen unless you actually show up and figure these things out and you're sitting there basically just learning the entire time all figuring out how to strive to the same goal making sure everyone wins along the whole way and i i don't know why that that is just not what everyone does as a business. Because, like you said, I'm ridiculously proud of launching this in the world. I, like There's just no part of it that I don't uh, extremely enjoy. But it takes work. Uh, and we're all proud of how to do that. And, and I, I encourage other people, especially in the supplement and the food world, do your homework, work on a solid foundation, get to know your farmers, get to know the supply chain. Don't just assume that because you have a piece of paper and tests have been done by someone else that you're doing the work yourself. Um, And that's what I've learned in 15 years of being in this industry, that you have to do the work. And then to back that up uh, by your marketing by what you're saying and giving a product to a customer, it's your responsibility.
1: Yeah, man, this is good. I like how this has shifted from like very personal parables to a a business lesson, yeah. <laughs> like in a good way. I'm yeah. I'm inspired by it. How many people, if you don't mind, I would like to ask more questions about this while sure. we have some time. Like, yeah. how many people are the roughly? and the forest is it what is it a rainforest is it
0: a it's a savanna a savanna so okay. it's it's a it's a thousands of species of plants uh, hundreds and hundreds of birds the interesting thing about the savanna the sahadu is that it's deeply taprooted it goes from a place of almost monsoon rains for 3 months to absolute bone dry so the sahadu developed or excuse me, the, the Barroseta tree where the Baruch comes from, the Baruchus comes from, has a deep tap root. Um so it's an incredibly cool it's got like this hint of Joshua tree, uh, but also has a little forest to um but vast. Just this vast land. Um but sad having driven through it several times when you see the just in your face man's destruction and then you know a line where there's just plush trees and birds and then just nothing just stripped and And that's
1: where the farming is coming in that's where
0: the farming and and well over 95 to 99 percent of the food that's being grown there is for the cattle uh so you're just dealing with a horrible unsustainable situation so we so literally you know by people voting with their dollars and receiving the good nutrients you're also supporting sustainable business and sustainable practices and healthy ways of people receiving uh, good wages and living staying on their land and being empowered you know and that's that's again um something that me and the partners on barucas just are that that's there was no other choice uh, than us to do it this way
1: yeah it sounds amazing (laughs) and how many people are out there like how much of a mass of land are they covering are they on foot are they yeah
0: so it's it's three states of texas Roughly.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um Whoa. I'm about to drive through Texas and I'm like, that that intimidates me just to even drive through yeah, half of Texas. Exactly. So
0: And there's tens of thousands of families and villagers that we're working with. Wow. Um and a lot of wow. heads of cooperatives and uh logistics and all of that stuff to to make sure that, you know, all of that is efficient enough to be able to sell this premium nut we're super proud of that Be, to, for that nut to make a journey here um and to have it basically on the scale of a macadamia nut price is an incredible feat <laughs> like
1: yeah i'm thinking like how many like are these people working full-time and how do, how does one figure out fair wages and, right. and, well, and and what's the life like where these people are living is it um yeah, they're, they're villages. You say yeah, village like, structures. You village know, structures.
0: they they have you know they're growing their food nearby. They're uh, some you know a lot of the rural and third world countries are are losing out because of this large agricultural phenomenon that's happening. So so then what happens is it displaces the families and they end up having to go to the cities just to try to create some economy to send that back to their family and then their families are. Are fragmented Um, so again they want to stay on their land they want to be farmers they want to be uh, there and this is a safety and a security that we can provide for them by by doing that so you know this is again it's a it's a learning process of understanding the historical use of Baruchas, the the what has not worked what wages uh they need in other areas to understand the economics because you can't just throw money at them like a lottery as as most people find you you have to figure out incentives for people to continue to realize that yes they're empowered but if you we We've known of several situations that happen in the Sahadu where non nonprofits came in, and here's a million dollars. I hope your baru project goes well, and inevitably they're human too, so they don't understand that level of money and then problems happen uh and uh, that becomes an issue so again, through work and uh incentivized. programs and also just above what they are happy to receive it works and they're happy and they get to stay on their land
1: Wow. Wow. This is, this is awesome. I'm yeah. happy to learn more about this and yeah. to support uh, getting these barucas to more people. And they're good. <laughs> and very importantly, they taste yeah. good. Really and good. they taste powerful. They taste like they're more nutrient rich, uh, potentially, just by the taste of them. They have like a density, a density of flavor. Um Man, you're bringing up – I definitely recommend if you're tuning in and you're curious about this conversation to check out my episode with um, Angel from Maui. She was – she's a a long-time vegan and she really gave like her top 10 compelling reasons to go vegan and I was more – not at all uh, fighting back from the factory farming side but more so because I've personally started hunting and experimenting with that. And I was just, anyways, that's a fun, if you want to learn, like hear more about uh, that topic, check out that episode. And then I was had recently had a guy named Chase Beringer who does this bucket list lifestyle. And he's, he's interacted with many different cultures and takes people into them. And many, even a tribe he was talking he tells a story how he went hunting with a tribe in Africa that they didn't even want money. That was not what they wanted. He brought weed. They wanted weed. (laughs) So it's just like funny to like, that's why I'm particular. I'm like, he, Probably there with you and Chase and other all our our other friends that have traveled around the world and saw so many different flavors of culture. Sometimes it's not just so easy to explain right. what's going on with a topic such as money, even in a different part of the world where money's not nearly as valued. Money's a symbol for value, and yeah. value comes in different shapes and forms uh, depending where one's at.
0: So true, absolutely. You learn that very quickly that there's a lot more value that's perceived by other people and cultures than than what we're used to and to and to push that on people or to think that that's their motivation is a, just a massive mistake um and i i love the humble nature of meeting a new group of people i just i just the, the like knowing that i know nothing Mm -hmm. about them is a great way to start and uh and then they'll and and that openness i swear has created more opportunity for me than anything because i'm there genuinely i'm looking at them i've traveled a long way i care and that's where i start
1: well that sounds like some wise words to uh leave the listeners with and yeah if you enjoyed this podcast let us know if you didn't enjoy it let us know for some reason i i have a feeling most people enjoyed this this is very pleasant being with you and uh very inspiring and i'm excited that you're doing what's uh, as the bag uh, Baruchas says here good for you and good for the planet yeah thanks for doing that yeah man thank you yeah it's been fun it's Rock.
0: good to see you again yes you as well
1: until yeah. next time
0: This boy and girl are going to be well equipped when the time comes to take their places as worthy members of adult society.
1: Aloha, everyone! I trust y'all are so enjoying these transmissions, becoming more of an a state of awe, more in a state of joy, bliss, blessed. The attitude of gratitude is growing in you. You're becoming a magnet for unavoidable success more and more every day. So you're experiencing life in the most heavenly way you ever have now. And that it only gets better from here on out. That's my prayer for us. And that we're uh, giving our gifts generally, generously. generously, That uh, our cups are spilling over. And if we want to get something to give it, wow. It's been a lot to keep up with. With traveling with... uh Our baby and Deanna, and all these different climates like, literally, someone can drive to snow, to the beach, to the desert, to valleys, to rivers, all in one day on this island. And with my ambition for adventure, it's been pretty, it's been a pretty fun opportunity to stay grounded and also prioritize this podcast and my other projects that are built around my passion um if you want to team up with me right now i think our number one offering the most excited about is uh on february 22nd we'll launch our next tribe design facilitator training for up to 22 people and that will uh that what that looks like is a month-long virtual training it's awesome life-changing i mean if you're attached to seeking affirmations for your limitations are you looking to surround yourself with people that don't hold you accountable to your highest it's probably not for you but if you're ready to go all in on your dreams and start living like today is the best day ever and we're not sure how many days we'll have but we're willing to go all in in the meantime this is for you if you want to cultivate the art of being able to design a tribe wherever in the world you go that you just become a magnet for connection and that you understand how to connect people even if they don't agree with one another able to uh, basically be a catalyst for heart sync over group think, if that's something you're looking for, or being able to ret- facilitate retreats that get you paid to share your passion in a way that feels good and makes like money more clean, in my opinion. I think a lot of people think money is dirty because they're trading their time doing something they don't want to do to see numbers move on their screen. And that's one of those moments I would ask you to ask, how much is Making this money costing me. How much is saving money costing me? And tr- to treat money as there's no shortage of it, because in reality money is made up, and how can something made up be scarce? So I trust all these podcasts and transmission are getting you to go all in on your dreams and passions beyond your stories around money, time or space, because those seem the cultural norms that most people are ready to break through to start living a more liberated life rather than under someone else's ploy. So if this resonates with you, go ahead and send your application in today at internationaltribedesign.com. And one of our awesome team members will get back to you to explore if you're a good fit. Because if you are, we want you to start running retreats around the world, designing tribes based on what lights you up the most. Build the people and the places will come. And that seems to be a real reality here while I've been out here in Hawaii. So many people want to show me their the lands they're stewarding, the retreat centers they're building, the ideas around designing functional tribes that are thriving rather than the vicious circle of some of the cultures that are not working. It's been such an inspiring trip and uh, I'm, I'm wanting to team up with the people that are taking the time out of their day to tune in and listen to these ideas about Breaking Normal. And if you're ready to take action, hit me up breakingnormal.com. I trust if, if you're feeling the call, we'll see you in Austin and uh, we'll get you trained to start facilitating your own events and maybe some even tribe designs. That's what's happening in Austin. Three people that have gone through the program are actually facilitating this event. And our intention is to show up as either supporters or uh, special guests, but more as, a, um, as experiencing the experience as an attendee, like maybe you who's listening will be. So if you're ready to celebrate life in a tribe design in one of the greatest places on earth, the greatest time to be there, I'm trusting I'll see you in my inbox or I'll see an application from you. And we'll get ready to party in all the cool ways. All the ways that make everything better. This is not like an experience of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's like what happens at a tribe design upgrades
0: everything forever. Hmm. Aloha, y'all. Keep breaking normal.